Matt Mason waded through the dark grey mud, carrying a length of coiled rope over his head. One false step could be his last. The watering hole was 30 feet in diameter and five feet deep, and sharing it with him was a five-ton bull elephant, who despite being almost beyond the point of total exhaustion, was still more than capable of crushing Mason to death. The beast had got itself trapped in the mud and was now slumped to one side, two of its legs waving pointlessly up into the air. When he was only a couple of feet away, Mason cast the rope high into the air, biting his lip as he watched it loop and land squarely over the front foot of the elephant. Before it could move, Mason pulled his end of the rope and immediately, all around him, the crowd roared their approval. During the time that Mason had been in Mozambique, he had changed more than at any point in his life since he joined the forces. Five years in the parachute regiment, followed by 12 in the SAS, had turned him into a lethal force with skills beyond those of any ordinary soldier. And yet, three short months in the African bush had opened his mind to a whole new world. His life now couldn't have been more different to how it was after his discharge from the army. He'd returned to Hereford from operations in Yemen and moved the last of his possessions from the family home to a one-bedroom flat near the centre of town. Although he and his wife Kerry had parted amicably, it had been hard to say goodbye to his son and to the house where they all lived together since he joined the SAS at 22. Almost as hard as it had been to say goodbye to his daughter Joanna when she left for Naval College in Devon. Mason had thrown himself into his newfound bachelorhood with some enthusiasm, spending his evenings catching up with old squadron buddies in the barrels before hitting Rubik's nightclub and more than once rounding the night off with a punch-up outside the Commercial Road kebab shop. It was after one such scuffle, which resulted in a local farmer going to hospital, that Mace had come to his senses. At 35, he simply couldn't return to the life he'd had as a 17-year-old before he'd signed up. That would only end badly. He had to move on before he landed himself in serious trouble. Many lads struggled with civilian life after leaving the Special Forces. It was hard to settle into a new routine, expected to fend for yourself. Mason might have been able to take out a man at over a thousand yards with a sniper rifle, but the everyday things in life, from making an appointment to see the dentist to paying his phone bill, were completely new. In the army, things like that were done for you. Someone was always on hand to help before you even knew you needed it. On the outside, you were on your own. Money in particular had become a concern. Not that the army had paid very well, but at least when you were in, you were getting paid, rain or shine. On the outside, you had to find your own work, which wasn't as easy as it had been back when Iraq and Afghanistan offered lucrative security jobs to guys with Mason's particular skills. Mace had turned to his old pal Gordy, who'd served with him in Afghanistan, before getting out to start his own security business. Gordy had thrown Mace a lifeline with a gig in Mozambique, drilling a new batch of rangers on the Nyasa game reserve just across the Tanzanian border. Initially, the contract had been for six weeks, but when Florence Dubois, the posh old girl who ran the place, asked him to stay, he'd gladly extended his trip. To say that Mason was undergoing a bit of a renaissance in Africa wouldn't be an overstatement. Six months under the hot African sun had bronzed his skin, while his hair and beard had grown longer than ever before. 
A diet of red meat three times a day, combined with heavy physical exercise, had added 20 pounds to his muscular frame, so that he no longer looked like the skinny kid from Walsall. Meanwhile, his mental outlook had changed even more than his physical appearance. For most of his adult life, Mason had experienced the world as a place to do battle. The planet's flora and fauna had often been collateral damage in his never-ending scraps with the bad guys. He'd seen stretches of rainforest reduced to a hole in the ground by aerial bombardment, jungle village streets littered with dead cows and goats caught in the crossfire, shores of white sand beaches piled high with the carcasses of dead fish blown out of the water. War's ability to destroy everything in its path knew no bounds. Now, though, he was connecting with the natural world in a way that he'd never imagined possible. Every day, Mason's routines took him on a new adventure. He missed many aspects of life in the regiment, but he had found comfort in bringing its professionalism to his new work. Whether it was checking the new security measures he'd put in place around the reserve, or training the men in the deepest parts of the bush, the job brought him face to face with zebras, giraffes and buffalo, not to mention a myriad of mesmerising flowers and birds. Mason had begun to see a beauty that he'd not had time for when he'd been a soldier. He'd discovered in himself a source of pleasure that he didn't know existed. Every new encounter with the natural world around him brought him closer to a sense of peace that he had never known. And there was one animal in particular that had truly captured Mason's heart, the elephants. <laughs>